You didn't have to prove anything to him. He didn't want this life for you, too. You know, Charlie, he wanted you to be a doctor, a bank manager, or something else. He would have been just as happy if you'd have been a ballerina. Well, after he got over the shock, I suppose, and picked himself up off the floor. He just couldn't find the words, Charlie. But he did love you ever so dearly, son. He nearly had a hissy fit when you enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps. The recruiting officer said you were half American. You could join. Grandpa was over the moon. See you there, Karen. Now that's my boy, real man, joining a real unit, not like that little livered limey. Boy's gonna be a real soldier. Fret you not. They loved each other, really, Charlie, your pa and grandpa. They had a mutual respect for each other. You can see it in their eyes. Except they never told each other. Shoot, these boys playing at being men, all macho and stuff. When the pair of you were small, it was he, your pa, who made the nighttime vigil every time you were ill. I often caught him sitting watching you sleep, more so before he went away. Yeah, I know he was hard on you. Especially when you kept beating him when you were running and doing sports together. The old fool thought he was losing his touch and trained even harder just to keep up with you. When you completed your training, he was like a kid in a candy shop. So pleased and proud of you, bragging all of your achievements to all in the mess. I know, Charlie. He told you off for your boots not being as good as his at your graduation. You know he cheated, though, don't you? He had a lad that was in the guards room do them for him before we flew over to South Carolina in return for his charges being dropped. He just wanted to hug you and squeeze you tight, just like the other parents were doing. But he simply shook your hand and winked at you. Emotion is hard for the old war horses, you know. You know that, don't you, Charlie? It was all he could do to stop himself jumping up and down and cheering during that stupid victory dance he does as if he'd scored the winning touchdown at the Super Bowl when you got the best recruit cup. He regrets not telling you, Charlie. You can see it in his face, particularly when people talk fondly about you around him. He leaves the room, or it changes the subject. It's hard for me too, Charlie. You'd be surprised at just how many people come out of the woodwork thinking that they know you, painting you as if you were a saint. An angel, maybe, but you certainly were no saint. Grandma, she screamed at a woman in the supermarket. You never knew them, you silly cow. They were in Germany then. Most of them know us, and were just trying to express their sympathy. Suppose we would be the same, really. But at least people speak to us instead of running the other way. That would be just too cruel to bear. Karen arrived at the mess in her ball gown. Ellen had plaited her hair for her, and she hung off her mother's arm. You could tell that they were mother and daughter. Both had shocking fiery red hair and the delicate milky white skin redheads have. Ellen wore one of her mother's dresses for the event. Karen smiled at her daughter proudly, but with a hint of envy. Ellen wore the dress better than her. They were escorted to an anteroom to wait for the outgoing guest of honour. Karen was surprised. He was stone-cold sober and looked splendid as always in his mess dress. Hello, love. Hello, Ellen. He kissed his girl's cheeks and hugged them both. The relationship between father and daughter remained a little strained. 
but at least they were talking, and the fact that she was here made great inroads. Hey, Dad, shall we? Ellen nodded in the direction of the mess steward. He linked arms with the two women and proudly followed the steward to the dining room. The roar from the members was deafening as they were announced. The formality of the mess dinner was a blur as they received hugs and handshakes. Paul had